0: Us. Oh nope! It's ticking. It's ticking. False oh, start. It, yes. False start. We're, I'm, I'm leaving the recording on so people can okay. he- know that we did this. So let's <laughs> okay. try again. All right. Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner Matt Story, and for the first time in a long time, I forgot to turn off the little uh, time meter. It's all right. It's all right. End. It's you know, it's summer. Uh, you know, we're kind of
1: kind of out of rhythm a little bit, you know, we'll, we'll get back in rhythm by football season when we, when we really hit the ground running.
0: Yeah. But Hey, you know, the, uh, the NBA off season is in full swing. And to get there, we had to crown a new champion and those mighty Denver nuggets. Yeah. How how about it? Yeah. Handled, handled their business very impressively through the
1: playoffs. Like kind of a team that, that, like, got off to a, you know, was playing really well through about 60 games and then seemed like kind of wasn't really clicking as much at the end of the year. You know, they had some rest and they had some injuries and, you know, seemed like a vulnerable number one seed in some ways, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly were not. You know, they they never went past six games, and even in that six-game series, they,
0: you know, they dominated, I think, three of their four wins, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and,
1: and very deserving champ.
0: Yeah, sort of mowed people down.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, lost what four games in the playoffs? I think it was sixteen and four to get to the to get to the title. So not too shabby.
0: Um, and you know, not for nothing, they gave us some moments. The uh, in the win, the the Jokic brothers, you know, bouncing Malone up and down was fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They got some personality. Um. It'll well, be interesting to see how the Jokic act, and I don't, as act is not the right word, how the Jokic character uh, c- continues to be perceived as now he reaches a new level of fame. Because mm-hmm. some of the, you know, like some of the, oh, you know, I don't want to stay for the parade, and he ended up, you know, oh, I had a great time, blah, blah, or oh, we just get to go home. Like, those are the type of things that I feel like if someone like, and I realize this is a hot button name and I'm not a fan of his, but if someone like Kyrie Irving said that, people would be jumping down his throat. Yeah.
0: But right now with Jokic, it's like, oh man, that's cool. That guy's fun. Mm-hmm. But, you
1: know, fame changes perceptions quickly at times.
0: Yeah. Although Jokic has sort of established a Giannis like quality of he like has. this he is has. just how he is. You know, the I, I saw that a bunch of people were cycling through his pre-draft quotes and things yes you know the one about uh listen i don't run fast i don't jump high i just play basketball if i'm open i shoot (laughs) if someone else is open i pass it to them
1: yeah i (laughs) mean he's a interesting i don't think i had ever seen him in person before this year um you know when i went to atlanta to see the sec title game the nuggets were in in atlanta the night before playing the hawks and just kind of on a on a whim we got tickets and saw that game and you know, obviously, I mean, I knew about him and, and, you know, and it was like, you know, but you, you watch him and he doesn't wow you, you know, it's not like Giannis. Mm-hmm. Like you go watch Giannis and Giannis is like, or LeBron or, you know, some of these guys that's like, man, these guys are special. You could see it, you know, and just the way they move around the floor and, uh, and to handle the ball and all that. He's not that, but man, he's just effective. He's a great passer. Um, you know, really good around the basket, you know, a kind of a modern big man, if, if there is a, such a thing as a center now in today's game, there aren't that many. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's, he's better close to the basket. Um, just finds a way to get it done without, without that athletic freakishness that so many guys have now.
0: Yeah. One, well, he can. He, he is. I was listening to Zach Lowe describe it, and I'm paraphrasing, but, he, you know, he's the best passing big man. In for sure game. for sure and and so if you start with the fact that he is the best passing big man and he has a great low post skill set a reliable high post skill set mm-hmm. and has developed a three pointer mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's pretty pretty good guy to build a team around for even sure, though yeah. even though you know if you saw him out of context he kind of looks like the best guy in your like pickup league
1: he does. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I get it. It's, it's, it's a different feel than going to see you know, LeBron or Durant or Giannis or Steph Curry or some of these guys that is like, man, they, they are spectacular. They, they, the way they move around the floor, the way they handle the ball is like a magician, uh, the way they shoot. Like he, he, doesn't give that feel, but you know, at the end of it, he could dominate a game just like the rest of them can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, it was good. You know it's interesting in that, you know, now, I mean, two of your last three championships have been won, and I guess you could even say Gold State last year, you know, by, by cores that were not, you know, acquired via trade or free agency mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, Giannis was drafted by Milwaukee. And they built around him. Jokic and Murray were drafted by the Nuggets and and the Warriors had their run when they added Durant, but obviously the 22 team was, you know, Curry, Thompson, Green, basically, and so it's uh you know maybe it's a little changing of the guard or maybe it's fluky I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but the super team you know era of you know the Heat and the Cavs and uh, the Warriors with Durant you know those those teams haven't been as successful the last few years.
0: Yeah. Well, you know who doesn't believe that to be the case is your Phoenix Suns. The
1: Phoenix Suns, yes, yes, uh, they are. This this new owner is like a you know. Eighteen-year-old who just got his trust fund let go, man. He is—he is, you know, like caution to the wind. Let's let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, well, he, you know, the AZ family deal got nixed. I saw by the bankruptcy judge, but announcing that you're going to have statewide, local TV, which no no team does anymore. Um, No, no, would have been huge. And then this move, like, goes and gets Durant, and now goes and gets Bradley Beal and deals Chris Paul. So now you've got your big three. It's who is it? It's their big three and Bridges are, are the only no, guys. Bridges on... is gone too. Who's the, Oh, is it campaign?
1: Eight, uh, campaign. Yes. At yeah. Aiden. They so, still have Aiden. So you have uh, five
0: guys. Yeah. Four of yeah. whom are on max deals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and an older core. I mean, Aiden is, is still, I don't know. Aiden's probably
0: what, 24 or something like that. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in his fifth year, I think, or just finished his fifth year. Uh, but
1: yeah, I mean, you know, Durant has been Durant's been at least 16 years, and a lot of you know, a lot of injuries, a lot of of you know, bumps and bruises on that body, uh, including an Achilles tear. That since then he's been really good, but he's also very oft injured since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he plays, he's still really good, but he misses a lot of time.
0: And Beal misses a lot of time. I was gonna say, and Bradley Beal is also. The oft-injured Bradley Beal. Yeah,
1: I mean Bradley Beal's played 90 games the last two years out of a possible 164, so that's barely over 50 percent. Slightly better than Zion Williamson territory, but not by much. Um, You know, so be interesting to see. Like it's it's and and he's going on 30. He's going into his 13th year in the league, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I mean, he's you know they're they're going boy they're just hemorrhaging draft picks as part of these deals. Uh, I read they don't have they don't have actual control of their own first rounder until twenty thirty, I believe now because they did pick swaps and and just outright unprotected first round picks going back to the nets for Durant. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's certainly a hey, we're gonna we're gonna go all in to win it now. I don't know if I see this Bradley Beal trade being the difference maker. i I don't know. I mean, I, when they got Durant midseason last year, and you know I don't like the Suns. I thought, wow, okay, if they're healthy, man, that could you know, Booker and Durant handle the scoring. Chris Paul is the ball handler, you know, assist guy. Ayton plays defense and rebounds. That could win you a title. Mm-hmm. Now you got three guys who need the ball to score. That's their primary attribute is scoring. I don't know if that works that well.
0: No, I I don't think so.
1: I mean it could. It could. Like but it, it feels video game ish. It feels like, you know, like in the regular season when they're all out there and healthy, they probably are going to be able to score 130 points and win some games. But first of all, can they be healthy together that often? And secondly, in the playoffs, you know, who who handles the ball? Who dishes the ball? Who who plays defense? You hire a defense first coach in Frank Bogle and, you, I mean, these three guys, are none of them are known for their defense.
0: No. It, you know. I guess if Eaton's out of the doghouse, you, you hope you have... Which it
1: sounds like he is going to, you know, like they're saying they're going to keep him. And it seems like he and Monty Williams did not mesh at all. And, and now they have a new coach. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but he seems, he seems, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Very volatile. Yeah. Like when when times get tough, he's not a guy you want on your side. It doesn't feel like... Like, he's really good in, in a December game when, you know, you're playing a back to back. And yeah, he can score 30 and get 15. But when things get
0: bumpy in the playoffs, do you want him on your side? It doesn't seem like it right now. Mm hmm. He, you know, he, he does seem like a guy who is a take your ball and go home guy. Yeah. It's, yeah. When the going Kinda gets has tough, done that the, the last tough two years go home. And yeah. Sit yeah, in the yeah, locker yeah. room I, for most of the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you go back to his, I mean, I hate to say it, I know this is maybe an overgeneralization, but you know, he bounced around in high schools, went to different places. He played one year of college ball. Uh, You know, like where has he handled adversity? Well, it it really hasn't shown it so far in his career. doesn't mean he won't in the future, but so far it's been kind of a, yeah. Again, when things are good, sure. But in the playoffs, you're going to go through some adversity somewhere along the way. You're going to, Denver did this year. You know, they, they started out 2 0, and then they lost two in a row. I was like, okay, this is put up for shut up time there in that Sun Series. And they, they put up. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. It'll be an interesting team to, to follow. Not rooting for them. I don't, that goes without saying. I just don't know how the recipe works together. Uh, but, but we'll see over the next, you know, year or so, I guess.
0: Yeah. One thing I also like. You get rid of Chris Paul, and you think, okay, well, our our window is extended by getting yeah. a younger star player. But it's like, but you've added Durant, so is your window that extended? Exactly.
1: Exactly. I mean, it feels like it's a, you know, win a title in the next couple of years, really. Uh, and who knows? I mean, like, we see this. We just saw it with the last place Durant was. Like, oh, well, they, you know, they got a four-year window to win a title. Well... It didn't quite work out that way. I mean, Durant missed a whole year. Uh, Irving got hurt the next year. Harden got hurt the next year. Then Harden wanted a trade. Then Irving, you know, and it's like, wow, that's it. That's all we got out of this was one trip to the second round where they lost in seven games. Uh, that, That was the best they did in that run. So you just never know how it all comes together. Like, yeah, on paper, you have two or three years with this core, but they're only getting older. They're only getting more injured. And can you add any pieces around them? I
0: mean, you have no flexibility. Like they're going to have much
1: flexibility to do that.
0: I mean, unless you want to unload Aiton for a number right. of parts. Right, right. Which but tell me, the team me who's a got a lot of skilled players who's feels like, yeah, it's better to have one DeAndre Aiton than you know three ten million dollar guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know that that's out there. I mean, I, I don't know that there's a tremendous demand for DeAndre. Ayton. They could find a trade partner if they wanted to. I mean, I'm not saying no one wants him, but I don't. I don't know that it's like, oh man, people be beating down your door to, to get him. Like he's, uh, you know, he's not an outside shooter. That's such an important thing in today's game, uh, even for a center. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not that. And again, like we just talked about, he's he's shown a little bit of a tendency to come up small. When, when the moments are biggest, so yeah, I mean, you're taking a risk if you bring him in. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know, but yeah, they're they're certainly, you know, making moves. Uh, can't can't say anything about that, I guess. And and then, yeah, Chris Paul to Golden State. What you what do you think of that?
0: Well, so you got all of the people who he was pissed at with the Rockets. Right. And who are pissed at him, still there. Right. Um. So I guess I'm a little confused on... Yeah. Like... Yeah. It, it, I guess, like, if the idea is you're done with the pool party, and you've decided that you want to have your second unit just be... Chris Paul running the show and that's how you're going to save him is he's going to play, you know, 20 minutes a game and only six are going to be with Curry. Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. I I can see that.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a, on paper, it sounds interesting. I just, I don't know if he's gonna, he's a very cantankerous guy. Always has been going back to the, young days with the Hornets uh, and and I just like it sounds good in the offseason like yeah I'm, I'm here to uh, you know I don't know that I believe he can stay you know happy in a role like that for an entire season I, I'm not sure I buy that
0: yeah I agree
1: I think you know it's easy at the it's easy in the first you know the first dates to be like yeah I love this pairing but as time goes on, like uh, I don't know, do we really love it? But and I just, I'm confused by that bit too. I, I I just don't, I, uh, you know. Again, a team that's getting old now just gets older. Um, mm. so yeah, some of the some of the moves. This, I mean, another one was was the Celtics getting Porzingis. That I'm just like for Marcus you, Smart. Yeah, I mean, did they get better with that? Like on paper, I suppose they did. But Porzingis feels like another guy who, like, we've been sold this bill of goods that Porzingis is a huge difference maker for about a decade. And has he been?
0: Not since I mean, he got he, hurt with the Knicks.
1: Right, right. You know, he went to Dallas and it was, oh man, Luca and Porzingis are going to be incredible together. And it didn't work. And then they sent him to Washington and Washington wasn't very good. And, you know, but but he didn't really make him any better. And so I, I don't know. He's one of those guys that I feel like, again, on. In a video game, like, oh my god, he's 6'11", and he can shoot from the outside, and, and uh, oh yeah, I want him on my side. But, like, in real life, he hasn't really been that helpful to any team he's played with.
0: Well, and the other piece is, you traded your best defensive player off of a team that was otherwise suspect defensively?
1: Right, right.
0: yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it that they
1: maybe felt like they needed to do something, you yeah. know, that they lost in the finals to, you know, previous season. then this year they they were probably lucky to get to as far as they got. And then they, you know, it's such a weird series with Miami. You fall down 3-0. Then it looks like you're going to come all the way back. Then you, you know, lay a big egg at game seven at home. And so you feel like you got to do something, I guess. But I don't, I don't know that I think that makes them any better. Uh, I mean, to me, I, I think it's been so far a lot of like splashy headlines that, you know, at the end of it, I, I can still see you know, the Nuggets and the Bucks being the best team in each conference. I know the Bucks didn't get to the finals, but they were the best team in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure anybody's made moves to change that hierarchy.
0: No, I mean, I think the thing with the Bucks is just if they get healthy, right? Look, like, right. as long as they have Giannis, they got a shot to win no, any you got game. Got a chance, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and
1: what's the deal with Middleton? Did he he opted out? But. Would still be coming back, is yeah. that right?
0: Yeah, okay. The they have the money for him,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like they're still, uh, you know, they, they hired who uh, Griffin, hmm, be the coach, the guy from the Raptors. Yeah, Griffin, so, yeah. you know. I feel like they're still gonna be formidable. I know they, you know, they, they laid an egg in the playoffs this year, obviously, but um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I'm not sure I see anybody's made an addition that changes what I would think of, you know, who's gonna win the championship next year. Not yet. Uh, you know, I I mean, are the Suns any better than the four seed by trading out Chris Paul for Bradley Beal? Maybe. Mm. But I, I'm not sold that they are.
0: Well and they just like you said, this is one of those things where this move has to work. Because yes. you yes. you have nowhere else to go. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and you don't, like the Celtics I suppose, still in some ways have the potential of you know, if we really want to blow things up, you could trade Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right move or the wrong move but you know, he's a young player that would certainly have a market. So if you really feel like, alright, you know, but like I guess the Suns, if they really wanted to blow things up, could trade Dev Booker. I mean, he's he's still young enough. If, if they get to that point, they're not going to do it this offseason, but like If things go south this year and it's like, well, this isn't working, that's the piece that you could move because I mean, would Durant really have a great trade value if you tried to trade him? I doubt it at this point.
0: Yeah. The
1: money he's making, the years he's had, like I don't I don't know that he would be, you know, in huge demands.
0: Well and the the other piece of that is like for how much he has, even if you wanted him, like who's the team that is one piece away that has a piece that you could match right. salaries with. Right. Like,
1: I mean, I know there was talk last offseason when he asked for a trade that the Celtics wanted him. And, and I suppose, you know, I mean, it's not going to happen this offseason, but looking back, like, should they have made that move? Should they have traded Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart to get Durant? I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight, when they didn't get to the finals, they didn't win a title. But I'm not sure that makes them any better last year.
2: hmm I mean,
1: it's, it's not Kevin Durant of twenty seventeen. It's yeah. Kevin Durant of twenty twenty three and he's still really good, but man, he just misses so many freaking games.
0: Well That's and you saw thing. it like it, as soon as the trade happened, he got hurt. was out and missed games. Yeah. So
1: got hurt, you know, slipping on the floor in warm ups. Like he just seems like he is he is very injury prone and then and look, I get it. Coming off an Achilles, it seems to take him a long time to come back. I'm not saying he's he's you know faking it or sitting out just you know, but I just he's not recovering quickly anymore. Like he gets yeah. hurt and he's out for a month. It's not miss two games and come back. It's no, he'll be reevaluated in four weeks. Like whoa, those those add up quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just. It's interesting, like, it it could work for the Suns. It could, it could, But if it doesn't work, you're kind of in the penalty box for three or four years on salary cap and eight years on draft picks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar to what, you know, uh, the Nets did
1: about, what, 10 to 15 years ago when they made that Pearson-Garnett trade and they traded all those picks. And it was like, Oh, uh, you know, I think at the time, wasn't it the Russian guy it was the owner mm Prokhorov mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, he's going to spend all this money and, and, and they didn't get much out of it. And that, you know, that helped set the foundation for the Celtics mm-hmm. for the next several years. They got those high first round picks. They, that's how they got Jason Tatum. Might be how they got Jalen Brown too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so like I, it didn't work for the Nets at all. it didn't come close to working. Um, I'm hoping the same ends up happening with the Suns, but we'll see. Uh, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. We get to see it play
0: out. Yeah. Um, back to the Chris Paul trade. Were you surprised that the Wizards didn't hang on to him, just given how the Wizards have behaved, you know, as yeah, a franchise?
1: Yeah, a bit, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I don't know if he made it clear he, you know, didn't want to play there basically. And now he went, you know, a few years back he went to Oklahoma City when it looked like mm-hmm. they were in complete teardown. And he had a pretty good year. They ended up making the playoffs. I think that was the uh, that was the bubble season, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. You know, they made the playoffs and lost to Houston, I think, in the first round. But, you know, it was a competitive series and that ended up, you know, getting him traded to the Suns. Um so, so I don't know. I mean, now that's a few years ago. He's later in his career and
0: maybe he's he you know, still wants saying, that title. Hey, God,
1: exactly I mean he might be saying like hey I'm not spending my last couple of years playing for a team that's you know clearly in very complete teardown mode I mean they are they are really 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 in in tank mode it feels like they and you know got a new GM what you were doing was not working so I get it you know tear it down and see what happens see if the lottery ball bounce your way you know in the next couple of years you get that difference maker Um guessing that's
0: it because yeah i was a bit surprised yeah yeah i don't know it's it's very interesting you know the the attitudes like you said of teams right now because there's some who they draft and and develop and it seems to be working but you still have a few teams who are like no 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 we're we're gonna go the super team route yeah and we're gonna go you know average Joes and superstars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how the Suns do. It'd be interesting if, if indeed Kyrie goes back to Dallas, which it kind of feels like there aren't many options for him. If any. Yeah. Um, and Dallas appears to want him back, even though it was a disaster for a half a season. Um, you know, like, does that work out? Uh, if they stay together, you know, there's teams that they are still attempting it. Yeah. Like you said, but it, it, you know, again, the last three champs, now the Warriors are a bit of a different, you know, like they're veterans and they, you know, but, you know, Milwaukee and Denver were not built that way. They were built around, you know, a draft superstar. Neither one was expected to be that. Giannis was a mid first rounder. Jokic was a mid second rounder. Yeah. But they, 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 and, you know, and it worked out. Yeah. You, you built around that guy, basically. Mm-hmm. And yes, the Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's again, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe the next three championships will be won by, you know, teams with with multiple Hall of Famers and be like, well, yeah, yeah it was interesting while well, it lasted. But, you know, maybe we're seeing a little bit of a changing of the guard of like, hey, you know, Gat yeah, worked with LeBron and Wade and Bosch to an extent. Probably mm-hmm. didn't work as great as it was supposed to, but it worked. Um, Durant going to Golden State certainly worked. You yeah. can't can't argue that. That you know, uh, but some of the others have been big time failures of you know putting a bunch of stars together. Certainly, Brooklyn is the most recent example. Of like, oh my God, Kyrie, Harden, and Durant. Who's beating that team? Well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: several teams uh, along yeah. the way. Plus and, and themselves. Didn't last that long. Plus they- and, uh, and themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Now. Granted, you know, Durant was hurt and Kyrie became even nuttier than he was in Cleveland and, and Harden got hurt when they were in the playoffs that year and then he went, you know, so like there's other things but that's, that's the thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like
1: in the real world, it's not just I'll put three All-Stars out there and it's going to be great. Yeah. They've got to be able to mesh and it's easier said than done.
0: Yeah. Um, and then let's... Uh... Let's talk about the draft. So, you know, Wemby goes number 1. Brandon Miller says Paul George is the greatest of all time, so he goes number 2.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about that. My my hope is that Brandon Miller saying that is an example of like we've so lost the plot on what the quote unquote GOAT is that now people just say it's like someone good. Mm-hmm. Like the whole the whole GOAT thing annoys me to no end as a literalist. Like you, you can't like whenever there's a picture of like five people and they say, Oh, five goats. Like it, it can't be yeah. the, 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 thing stands for greatest. There can only be one greatest, um, you know, uh, but yeah, I'm thinking that's what that is. Either that or Brandon Miller's just a total moron. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Paul George is his favorite player, cool, go for it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really understand why, but that's, you know, everybody has their opinion, but yeah, that was a laugher. Uh, but, yeah, he goes number two in spite of in spite of shams trying to shift the betting lines that morning. I guess to, to make everybody bet on Scoot, and then and then that turned out not to be true.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I I was listening to Zach Lowe's post draft podcast, and yeah. I thought his take on the Blazers, you know, was interesting. That they were suggesting that you know when the Blazers had the lottery luck. It sort of made it difficult for them to trade the pick for a yeah. veteran because it's like, hey, look, if it's the fifth pick and it's one of those twins, uh, okay. Right. But like Scoot Henderson in most drafts, probably the number one guy.
1: Is maybe a number one pick. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And so it's yeah. hard to be like, hey, Dame, look, we are. Uh, we are listening to you and we're going to trade the pick. It's like Damian Lillard is the greatest trailblazer player since Drexler. Sure. I would agree. But there's going to be a Portland trailblazers after Damian Lillard.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and, and did, did keeping the pick and taking scoot, make it more likely that they'll trade Lillard? Maybe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, keeping Scoot was like you had to do it. There, I think so. There was nobody you were going to so. get that would feel as good. Correct.
1: Yeah. Who were you going to get in that trade that takes you from what? This year they finished outside the top 10 mm-hmm. in the West. I know that. Um, yeah. Maybe 13th, I think. Now I know yeah. Lillard missed time at the end. And they, their record kind of tanked. But still, they were they were never in the top you know six or seven in the West at any point who do you get that you pair with Lillard and that makes you a, a championship contender? Is there anybody out there realistically that you could get for that? I, you know, if you could have gotten Bradley Beal and I'm not, I don't think they could have, cause he had a no trade.
2: Mm-hmm. But does
1: that, does that make you a, I mean, maybe it gets you in the eight seed,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I don't, I don't think it makes you a, uh, you know, a, a top three or four team in the West. That's going to be able to, to run with, you know, golden state Phoenix, Denver, Memphis, maybe depending on what they end up being, the Lakers. You know, like I don't, I don't see that. So, yeah, I think, I think it was the right move. So I know you follow the Blazers a bit because of your sister. Mm-hmm. The Lillard stuff is fascinating to me because it feels like for the last several years there's been this like, oh man, good for you, man. You want to stay there, and it seems like this off season, it's like there's now starting to be this pushback of like, dude, do you want to win or not? Like, if you want to win, go go ask for a trade. And I, I don't know that I agree with that. It's just fascinating how the perception is changing. Like, stop telling us how loyal you are. If you want to win, get out of there.
0: Well, I think what's happening, and and this is something I'm stealing from the podcast I just listened yeah. to, I the Blazers front office can't trade Damian Lillard. Yeah. Damian Lillard has to ask to go. Yeah. Because yeah. he's too beloved. So you you can't trade him. No. So you need him to ask to leave. And it's like if he doesn't want to leave, I think they're fine with it. But I think they're at a point now as a franchise where like, you know, Simons is 22, right. Scoots 19 that you know, they're You're building for the future. Yeah. They're yeah. not that concerned with you know they want to try to chase a title in with Dame but right. it's not like they're going to trade those two guys to you know get room for what Harrison Barnes like yeah, exactly. who are you I looking mean, for
1: yeah yeah unless you could get and you can't but i mean unless you could make that trade to get you know Giannis or Embiid mm-hmm. or Jokic or i mean i'm i'm throwing out the guys who've won the last 5 MVPs you know those are the types of guys that would make a huge difference they're not available uh, mm-hmm. you know so yeah i i i don't know it's just interesting how like you know we we, we rip lebron i mean and i say we I say we you know you and i don't but you know people love to rip lebron for oh you know he travels around and durant and uh, you know oh he wants that you know but then this guy you know seems to want to stay and it's like Oh, uh, he, he doesn't want the limelight. Like, he doesn't want the pressure. Like, like, well, okay, which one do you want? Do you want the loyal, stay with the same franchise for 15 years, and but, but maybe you never win a title? Or do you want the guy who just wants to jump ship, go to Miami, go wherever, and, yeah. you know, chase an easier ring?
0: Because, look, I don't Dame know. could... I, I am sure that had he said something earlier, that Chris Paul package could have been available... For Golden State to get Lillard,
1: yeah, probably so.
0: Had Dame wanted to go, he's from the Bay Area. Sure, sure. it's you know, I know it's a both Western Conference teams, but that's you know,
1: that doesn't seem to matter as much in the NBA. I agree. Yeah, they take people take the best offer.
0: You know, but he didn't ask for it, right? And they didn't give it, so yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's just interesting. I mean. As you're describing the situation with the Blazers and Lillard, I'm thinking to myself, this sounds a bit like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Like it's like maybe both sides want apart, part, but neither really wants to be the bad guy. So they stayed together probably longer than they should have. And maybe at least one year longer than they should have. And
2: mm-hmm. then even
1: when they did part, it's like each side is really aggressively trying to make sure like it wasn't our fault, you know, like we're not necessarily going to say it was his fault. Or, or their fault, but it certainly wasn't my fault. And, and it kind of feels the same as, you know, like neither side wants to be the one to break it up. Mm-hmm. Even if it might be for the best to break it up.
0: Well, and I think the question becomes like, do you, if you do that, do you become Carl Malone? where there's like going to the Lakers the one year where you're playing at a random place that doesn't yeah. seem to fit but you're chasing a ring and and then if it doesn't work do we like sort of mock it the way we mock Malone Probably. and Peyton? Almost Pittler? certainly we would.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I I think for sure. I mean, if he let's I mean, I know Miami is the team that seems to be coming up the most cuz like they they overachieve getting to the finals but it feels like they need another star to run alongside Butler and maybe even be the number one guy. I mean, Butler feels like he's maybe best cast as a really good number two. Um, if he goes to Miami and they go out in round two next year, absolutely. He'll be the subject of mockery. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, you know, he can't win anything. Uh, you know, they, they got worse with him, even if they actually win, you know, 55 games instead of, you know, 40, um, it'll be, you know, well, they, they got to the finals a year before. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, 100% you run that risk.
0: And so then it becomes like, because I do, the the flip side, and I'm going to cross sports for this analogy, but the flip side is, I think if he left and won, it would be treated like how Boston Bruins fans felt when Ray Bork won the title with the Avs. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, good, good for this guy. You know, yeah, he did or, everything uh, he could for this Matt, franchise, and
1: Matt Stafford leaving the Lions and going to the Rams, kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. Like, yeah, we're you know, it's not hit. He didn't win here, but we're happy for him. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it does. It does seem that way. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I guess my thought is like, if he's happy in Portland, uh, I, I guess my I would say it this way: can't have it both ways. Yeah. If he's happy in Portland and he values that more than ending his career with a championship ring. Cool. Got no problem with that. Like he had, he had some good playoff runs. They never got to the finals, but they had some good runs and maybe he plays his next, you know, two, or three years and he sees this team get a little bit better and who knows, maybe, maybe these guys grow faster than you think. And, and at the end of his run, they do get back into, you know, top four in the West contention. But you can't say like, well, I desperately want to win a title, but I'm gonna stay here. Like if you you know, if winning a title is the be all end all, then ask for a
0: trade. Go well, to Miami. And and to me, I, I think it's just it more like it's almost a hey look, just say you're happy and you wanna stay important. Yeah. Like yeah. there is nothing yeah. wrong with being that guy. Like I don't you've think earned so. you've earned the right to have the no trade clause. You've earned the right to dictate where you want to play out the rest of your career. And if the answer sure. is, I just like it here. Yeah. You just yeah. like it here. And I mean, maybe Cal Ripken you know, stayed like, in Baltimore for his whole career. He right. liked it there.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe you say, you know, Hey, I, I believe in these young guys and we're going to, you know, no, we're not going to win a championship this year, but I mean, Lillard's been in the league, what 12 years, something like that. So he's not, he's not young, but he's not, you know, he's not 40. He could play another five years with without too much shock. And like, I mean, you know, like, you, yeah, they're young right now, but I mean, you, you hope if you're the Blazers that by year three or four of Scoot Henderson, that he's a, he's an all-star level player. I think that, you know, you don't get that as a rookie too much anymore, but you know, by year three, Anthony Edwards had, had, you know, grown into an all-star level player, got the T wolves into the playoffs this year in large part, on his own because carl anthony towns has missed like 60 games you know mm-hmm. y- you hope at least he's that and maybe pair him with an, an older lillard and simons and whoever else you get in the draft next couple years and like maybe that's a maybe that's a team that could win something i don't know mm-hmm. i mean did anybody even a year ago when the nuggets went out in round one did anybody think like oh they're a championship contender next year i not You know, like, I mean, Murray was coming back, and, you know, Jokic had just won two MVPs, and, uh, you know, they were in a different position than the Blazers are now, but still, I'm not sure anybody looked at them and said, you know, they're going to win the title next year and do it in pretty convincing fashion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: So, we'll see. We'll see. But it's just, I guess, you know, how things are perceived are always fascinating to me, Uh, you know, uh, and... And this this pushback and, and maybe it's maybe it's Twitter. Sports Twitter is not necessarily a reflection of real life. I see it with golf and it's probably the same with basketball. That, you know, the loudest voices get the most attention and you know, oh let's let's rip Damian Lillard for being loyal to Portland. Maybe a lot of fans don't feel that way, but it, it just it's starting to kinda inch that way where it's like, you know, well, wow, if you're a real man, you'll ask for a trade. Like we valued loyalty I thought you know LeBron was supposed to stay in Cleveland his whole career and Durant was supposed to stay in Oklahoma City and you know but now this guy may stay in Portland and it's like well he's afraid of the moment
0: Mm -hmm. well because I think what you're getting at is you can't win whichever you you do the only way it works is if he wins a title with the Blazers
1: with the Blazers yes yes yeah agreed Uh, but you're right no I mean LeBron got beat over the head so much in Cleveland his first time that, you know, like he, I mean, in some ways, public pressure pushed that decision to join up with Wade and Bosh. And Durant certainly got beat over the head with it so much that that pushed him into joining with Curry and Thompson and, and you know, and taking the quote unquote easy road to a couple of rings. I don't agree with that. He's the best player on those teams. That's the perception. He, you know, he joined into a team that had already won a title, won 73 games the year before, and, you know, he, he rode their coattails. Not mm-hmm. true, but that's how people remember it. Um, and, and, you know, so, yeah, I think, you know, those guys got pushed and, and you know, but now we're, it's the opposite where, yeah, it's like, well, if you really want to win, you'll go join up with Miami and, and, you know, go to a team that was in the finals last year. Like, okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but you're right. You can't win, and that is that is admittedly, you know, Twitter and social media. You know, like you could, you know, do whatever you could. You could average, you know, fifty points and sweep the finals, and it'd be like, "Well, he's a ball hog. He doesn't pass enough." You know, people find a way to complain about anything on social media.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, to add to just people complaining about sports, I I want to. <laughs> End here where you and I started before we were recording, which is sure. Devin Cambridge announced that he is decommitting from Oregon to join Warren Washington at Texas Tech. So ASU loses Devin Cambridge, who said he was going to run it back and then didn't, mm-hmm. and Warren Washington mm-hmm. to Texas Tech. Um, <laughs> Lubbock doesn't seem to me like a better option than Tempe. No, and the program no. doesn't seem, you know, in that great of shape.
1: I mean, it's an interesting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they they were in the national championship game in
0: twenty nineteen. So that's with a different know, coach, with two two coaches ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I was gonna say. I mean, it's been
1: it's been some rough times. I don't even know who their coach is now, to be honest. Who who is, do you know? I don't. know. They fired Mark Adams last year. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who they hired. So obviously, whoever it is, I guess is hit the ground running with asu former players one year former asu players um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just it's this i mean it's it's kind of a cousin of sort of watching the nba draft and seeing how ultimately like crazily irrelevant college basketball is now to the nba draft Mm -hmm. you know the four of the first five picks didn't play college ball five of the first seven It took till the 14th pick to get the first player who spent more than one year in college. Um, And, and, you know, we had national player of the year from 2022 goes undrafted. Uh, The final four MVP goes undrafted. I I mean, you know, and then and then you see, you know, what we're talking about here. And it's just, man, it is is really I know I've said it before. I'm going to say it again now and probably many times in the future. It's really hard to be a college basketball fan right now. It's just, it's just difficult. You really got to work real hard to, to invest in it and, and follow it all and know who's who and care enough. And that didn't used to be that way, but it, it feels that way now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you see, like, the guys who go undrafted were guys who are, like, important players in college basketball, and the guys who yeah. get drafted are G League Ignite, Wemby's teammate, uh... right.
1: One and dones Who you mm-hmm. barely? I mean, so this dude Taylor Hendricks from UCF went number nine overall, and until the Monday, I believe, or maybe it was the Sunday before the draft, I will freely admit I never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him. Played played college basketball. Like I, I heard the name on the radio. I was driving, and I heard it on the radio about Taylor Hendricks, and I'm like. Oh, he must be like a G League guy, or or a European guy, or something like that. No, he played college basketball. I just never heard his name. And 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 there were others. I mean, um, the other kid from Michigan, I heard of Jet Howard because it's Joanne's son.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: Kobe Bufkin, I believe, went like 15. Yeah. never heard of him. He was there two years. Never heard his name. Uh, you know, and and now is that me? Maybe it is. I mean, I guess I don't pay as much attention to college basketball, but there again, like I used to, and it's just hard to do now. It just feels like it's it's uh it's like a full time job to to pay attention to what's happening in college basketball, and like I don't I don't know that I want to invest that much to do it.
0: Yeah, no, it it seems like if you are an N, you have to pick. Are you a college fan or an NBA fan? Because if you're both, that's all of your time. It's tough. there's no and, way, and it didn't there's no carry that way. If you there's want to be an not, NBA fan, you need to pay more attention to the ignite, overtime yes. elite. Yes, yes. yes.
1: International ball. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, no. I, there's no, there's no carryover. There's no, there's very little connection between the two levels. And I, I mean, I looked it up because I figured we'd end up talking about this a little. So from ninety, I looked from ninety-one to two thousand at the Naismith National Player of the Year was. So so 10 guys, six of them went number one overall, and every single one went in the top six of the draft. So you were seeing the the very best player in college basketball was a high draft pick. And many of them went on, you know, Tim Duncan, Allen Iverson, uh, you know, Larry Johnson, uh, you know, great players, uh, you know, Hall of Famers or close to Hall of Famers. And now, like the last few years, it's, it's you know, second. Frank Mason was a second-round pick. Jalen Brunson was a second-round pick. Now, has gone on to be pretty good in the NBA. He has, but wasn't supposed to be. Sheewe mm-hmm. goes undrafted. Uh, Drew Timmy wasn't a player of the year. Undrafted. Like, it's just, it is. There's no connection anymore. feels like it's two completely different entities.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And it's tough. It just did not used to be that way. And meanwhile, I feel like football's gone the opposite way. Like football, when we were kids, you had your Gino Toretta's and your Charlie Ward's and your, you know, Tony Rice and guys like that that was like, oh, yeah, they're good college players. Tommy Frazier, you'll never hear from them in the NFL. Or maybe they'll go and they'll change positions. But now you get Kyler Murray, you get Bryce Young, guys that 20 years ago wouldn't have gotten a sniff in the NFL because they were too small. Now they're number one overall pick.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm watching... AEW collision right now yeah which is you know the CM Punk show yes I yes yes and I'm watching a Punk 8 man tag and I'm just trying to figure out who's in here to take the pin because it's not going to be <laughs> him so who's in here to take the pin in this 8 man yep. tag
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know it's one of those things like that's, that's how my wrestling fandom has gone now for sure for
1: sure oh I do the same thing Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know you know like in a six man tag, there's somebody in there to take that loss.
0: Yeah, like it's like I can't help but notice that Sting never gets pinned. For no, of
1: course not. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, uh,
0: it again, was it know, was Ricky from... Starks. Ricky Starks was the guy who okay did, Makes sense. who ate the Makes pin. Sense.
1: <laughs> well uh you know maybe next week we'll have to talk a little a little WWE the the, mm. the dissolution of the bloodline.
0: Yeah. Well, that'll be good because it'll be leading right into or right after the pay per view. So it
1: will, yes, yes, yes. I know we're we're putting a bow on this one here, but uh, yeah. but yes, we'll have to discuss that. You know, summertime topics. We, we've we've covered the basketball topics. I you mentioned Victor Wimbanyama, I will say, you know, just exciting as a Spurs fan to see it be official. I knew it was going to happen, mm-hmm. but uh, very cool to see that. It's cool to see he posted a picture today of he was out to dinner with. Sean Elliott, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and Manu Ginobili, like, that that warms my heart right there.
0: I'm mm-hmm. excited. Yeah, no, that's very cool.
1: And he was also, like, much taller than David Robinson and Tim Duncan, which is kind of wild.
0: Well, that's the, look small. That's the thing that I love, is there was that picture of him where, like, Gobert came. Yeah, and yeah. I, it, to watch him. And it's like, oh, well, here are two guys. Here are two guys who are normal height. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, here's a third guy next to him, and they're both like a foot and a half taller. Right,
1: right, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun to see. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm not, you know, uh, pre-purchasing my NBA Finals tickets for 2026 or anything like that. No one knows for sure what's going to happen. For every Tim Duncan, there's a Greg Oden um, or an Anthony Bennett or uh, Zion Williamson, who's really good but can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, so I don't know, but I'm excited to see, and, you know, I've told people this, like, I'd rather see what he does with the Spurs than not have the Spurs get the chance to see what he is. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, eh, well, they, they had the opportunity, you know, they got to, they got to take the prom queen out on a date. Maybe yeah. it went disastrously or maybe they fell in love and got married and lived happily ever after. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, You know, a couple years ago when I first heard of this kid, it was like, God, wouldn't it be cool if the Spurs got some lottery luck and got another, like, all-timer? And they got the lottery luck. So we'll see about the second part of that.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll follow that and a bunch of other stuff. But until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.